You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. When I was in middle school, I remember being with a group of guys and our whole kind of stick was making fun of everything and everybody. And it was... uh, way in which we just related to the world. It didn't matter if you were in that group or outside of that group. Everything got mocked. And as I've grown a little bit, I've come to see that the idea in Scripture of a scoffer or a mocker, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 7, talks about a scoffer. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1 talks about this as well. Is Is really an idea of somebody who is constantly making snarky comments, degrading comments towards someone or something, that whenever we're full of cynicism or sarcasm, we're basically scoffing. And when we're defiant, we're scoffing. When we ridicule things that are good and pure and righteous, we're scoffing. That's what Psalm 1-1 teaches teaches us. And scoffing really rests on the perception of superiority superiority rests on the need to feel good about ourselves. And the reason we need to feel good about ourselves is often insecurity. So I started by talking about the middle school version of myself that wanted to mock everything. Well, why do you mock everything? Because you think you're better somehow, but why do you feel the need to feel better? Because underneath it is really a feeling of insecurity. And so um, what insecurity does is it, is it drives us to make those snarky, sarcastic comments because it masks what's going on deep in our soul. We either delight in scoffing at others because of our pride, thinking of how good we are and how rightly we see things, or because of our insecurity, which is really the flip side of pride, because we want others to help us feel good about ourselves. So if they do something that surpasses us, we scoff at it to make it less impressive, and therefore it feeds our desire to feel okay about ourselves. Paul David Tripp, uh, in his little devotional, I guess not that little, but he wrote this. He said, so much of our disappointment in relationships is not because we have unrealistic view of others, an unrealistic view of others, but because we have an unrealistic view of ourselves. When we are harsh, impatient, critical, irritated, judgmental, curt, and unkind with others, we are revealing more about what we think of ourselves than about them. When you think you are righteous, you expect others to be righteous as well, and so you become demanding, judgmental, and constantly disappointed. I think Paul David Tripp really nails this statement because so often what's really going on when we're judgmental, disappointed, unrealistic in our views is it's something in us that feels the need to be validated. In Proverbs, righteousness is generally referring to the idea of right living, although certainly it has a connotation of right standing. So when we see our ways as being right, what we'll tend to do is scoff at those who don't live the way that we live. But when we realize that our ways are flawed and that all of our best righteousness is still short of God's standard, in Isaiah 55, we're told that all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. And that's a a stark image of, of a filthy menstrual rag. All of our good deeds are like filthy menstrual rags. Then you'll be able to see the flaws in others, in other words, when you recognize that your good deeds are way short, you'll be able to see the flaws in others without turning and belittling them to feel better than yourself. 
And what we'll ultimately do then is turn to Jesus and his righteousness so that you can, through the cross, uh, see yourself the way that God sees you. Uh, again, Paul David Tripp says it this way, you deal with others with grace when you walk around with a humble realization of how deeply you need grace. Uh, your need for grace was and continues to be. And so really, the answer to scoffing, which uh, again is this this idea of of having scorn and mocking people and, and speaking indirectly or or being cynical and defiant and ridiculing others is ultimately not just to simply be aware of it and say, stop it, but to address our deepest insecurity and let our need for security be met in Jesus Christ, because it is then and truly then that we will come to experience um, grace. And when we live in grace, we can extend grace. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.